This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey, I'm Ray Hudson, and you are, I don't know who you are, but you're listening to Blaugranagram. Don't be like them kids in the Blair Witch Project and go away, right? Welcome to the Driven Shot Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Driven Shot Podcast. I am your host, Omar Hawash, and this podcast is brought to you by Blaugranagram and the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, this episode has been a long time coming. In fact, uh, I was looking at some of the uh, earlier tweets, and um, on October 26th of last year, I said that the episode would come out that following weekend, which uh, which didn't happen. Uh, and I want to take some time, just to, very briefly, to just thank you all for your support, really. Uh, on behalf of the entirety of the Lagranogram staff, uh, we've been we've been working very hard on a lot of things. We've been working obviously on the articles, which has been uh, a tough shift uh, for our Twitter uh, fan base, our Twitter followers, audience, and um, a lot of it has been positive. A lot of the the reactions that we've received from you guys have been very positive. Uh, some of them have obviously been talking more in the direction of why are you expanding or why are you why are you going on uh on, on, why are you doing this on a website why are you why aren't you just keeping it in the thread format that everyone uh knew and liked and 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 maybe for some people going uh and making this shift that we've made and doing it on a website might for some people seem a bit counterintuitive or just seem like we're making it harder for people to get to the news that we're reporting. Um, to that, I want to say, I, I know I know that obviously we, we have lost uh, a handful of followers on Twitter, truth be told, uh, a couple of hundred actually. And when we made this shift and we started, when I started getting more people in to the brand, uh, to the news outlet, and, and to try and strengthen the brand, um, I did want to go in the in the more news outlet-y sort of approach. I wanted to take that approach, and I wanted to further uh, cement our status in the community and, 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 and really portray Blaugranogram as I want to portray it. I think that part has been very, very successful. Um, and the fact that we've reached the milestones that we have reached so far I think is very commendable and it's something that we're very proud of in the staff and I think for a lot of people seeing the growth that we have made over the past uh, almost two years at this point really is, uh, is something that a lot of people uh, talk to me about and tell me that they're very happy to see and they're very proud of it and again I just want to thank everyone for their support I get and I understand that for many people um, our shift might go against why people initially followed us, which was to get the news in a flash. You, you, you go in, or you see it on your feed, and you go, okay, well, cool, I've got everything. I'll just move on, move on with my day, and do whatever I'm doing, or scroll through the, scroll, keep, keep, you know, keep scrolling through the timeline. And, again, I understand that approach, and I understand that for many people, um... We, we might be moving in the wrong direction, but I genuinely believe that the way we're doing things now, I think, is 
is the way that we really want to do it. I think we're covering everything perfectly. And I think one thing that we're missing is the connection with you guys. And that's why today I'm very happy to announce a new concept, a brand new concept that we are going to implement on the website very, very soon. And uh, the tentative name for it is The Fan's Voice. Now, the whole concept behind The Fan's Voice is that at least for me, this platform that I've, that I've built and that has been sustained throughout uh, the last couple of months and especially uh, recently is something that was built based on, largely based on the support that we've received from you guys. And what better way to repay that than by giving you guys a platform where you can voice your opinions on and we'll relay that opinion on to the remainder of our audience. So. The way this concept works, I'll write up a uh, an official statement regarding this. So if you're watching this podcast or if you're streaming it on Spotify or Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you're streaming this, uh, you'll be you're one of the first people to know this. And um, once everything is set up and, and everything's been checked through, uh, we'll, we'll we'll release a statement telling you guys exactly how the process works. I'll give you a bit of a sneak peek. The way it works is. Um, you send us an email with an article, uh, an opinionated article, where you voice your opinion on, that can be whatever, if it, as long as it's football related. Um, preferably, it should be about Barcelona, and I know a, a big part of our, of our, uh, of our audience is uh, our Barcelona fans, and so that should not really be an issue, I don't think. But the whole concept is that you send us your articles, we review them, and we will post a certain amount of articles uh, written by fans a month and we'll give the fans credit when we share those articles uh, on our social media channels which means you get to voice your opinion and you get a shout out with it to go to go along with it so you can consider this our way of repaying you guys for the great support you've been showing and Hopefully this concept will bring us all closer together uh, as as a community. And I think I think as Blogonogram kept growing, I felt like I was kind of losing that personal touch that many people liked about uh, about what we did. And um, hopefully this way we can sort of bring it back in in a new way where people will be able to to say what they want to say to a larger platform than they may have uh, at their disposal. So keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes out, and keep your uh, keep your ears on the line for that. Uh, we will be announcing it very soon. And if you're listening to this podcast, once again, thank you very much for tuning in. You are actually one of the first people, and depending on when you listen to this podcast, you might be the first person to uh, to hear about this. So I'm really looking forward to implementing this uh, implementing this concept, and hopefully you guys will like it just as much as we do. Now. The thing with this podcast is that it is something that I really, really enjoy doing, and it is something that I think, uh, at least from what I'm from what I can gather, a lot of you love to listen to and just have going on in the background, or actually listen to and and and, and voice your opinions afterwards. Um, both of those are obviously very much appreciated, and the thing with this podcast is I have 
wanted to record this episode for so, so, so long. But we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. We've been doing a lot of work uh, on the articles, on the news front. And we've just, I just had to push the podcast back time and time and time and time again. And now on June 12th is when I'm finally recording it. So um, I guess what I'm going to say is this pod, this episode marks the return of the Driven Shop podcast. And to celebrate that, I will have some very interesting guests coming up for the next few episodes. Uh, so do stay tuned for that one because uh, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. So um, the podcast is usually football related. Uh, and I want to kind of have it uh, as a podcast where it's a mixture of football and also what's going around in the world outside of uh, outside of the footballing world and so as all of you know uh the coronavirus pandemic uh hit the world by storm and uh looking back at it i think it's been the thing that's been very interesting for me is how differently countries have handled it you look at some countries and they've not closed anything at all. And you look, some, you look at some countries where they've completely shut down everything. And then once they sort of controlled the virus and the spreading of the, of the virus, they started slowly opening up again. Now that's the case uh, here where I'm in Denmark where they pretty much closed everything down on March 12th, which I believe was, yeah, which is around three months ago, roughly. And they've slowly opened everything up. Uh, and, uh, I know for a fact that the country, the neighboring, the neighboring countries to Denmark have not been do have not been taking that approach. Uh, Sweden, for instance, have just kept everything open and even, uh, you know, encouraged for the neighboring countries to actually open up their borders again. Uh, so I'd like to know from you guys, I'd like to hear from you guys, uh, how the pandemic was handled in your country and whether it's still something that, uh, is being dealt with very, very carefully, very delicately, or if it's pretty much blown over, so to speak. Because realistically, I don't think it. I don't think it has blown over uh, in any place really. Because the way it spreads is is very dangerous, and it's something that we should always be aware of. At least, given how it spread initially. And so, I would like to hear how it's uh, how it's spreading for you guys and how you guys have handled it. How you guys have been spending time during confinement, how you guys are spending time now after it. So let me know. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I genuinely want to hear how you guys have been doing, what countries you're from, where you're tuning in from. And uh, hopefully this podcast will be another sort of channel of communication between us and between you guys. So uh, again, I will, be tr- I will be doing my best to have these episodes out weekly. And uh, I will keep you guys posted on when the episodes are out. I'm working on some um, on a sort of schedule that means that you will know exactly when it comes out every single week. Uh, and I will update you once I have that schedule finished. So, uh, but again, it has been tough to not to talk about football when there really is no football. And so, I thought today is when. Uh, well, today is is June twelfth right now because it's three thirty in the morning. But yesterday, Thursday is when La Liga returned. Uh, with the Sevilla and Real Betis derby, so I thought now would be the right time to kind of make you know have the return of the podcast because football is returning as well, and there will be stuff to talk about because I genuinely struggled to come up with ideas of things to talk about when football wasn't going because at that point it's just gonna be you know a lot of or either a lot of speculation or just a lot of non-football talk, 
on a football-focused podcast. So it just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Now, that being said, football is returning. And um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how the different teams cope with it. Uh, admittedly, I did not have time to watch the Betis Sevilla game. Uh, but I did watch some highlights and I've, I've read some things here and there uh, in the papers and kind of seen or read rather how the game uh, how the game went and I think the most interesting aspect definitely will be the difference in the the levels of the players uh, in uh, you know across the team so for instance we've heard about some teams where apparently everything is going really well and they're they're smooth sailing uh, they have a lot of motivation that's been the case with Barcelona uh, where a lot of the news about the club has been, and even through interviews from people inside the club, such as Setien, where they've said that, you know what, the team is doing really well. And the team is mentally prepared and, and, and ready to face this challenge of returning to football amid a pandemic. And also after not playing football for a couple of months. So I think that will definitely be interesting. And I think one thing that for me I'm really excited to see is how Luis Suarez will return. Because... Suarez did uh, get injured before the pandemic, obviously, and, and, and for that period of time where he wasn't playing and Usman Dembele got injured, uh, Barca obviously brought Martin Braithwaite, who I think has been a very good signing so far. And I, his mentality has been spot on. His, his work rate has been really, really good, and I think it's looking very promising for him, despite uh, that some, some people might say, well, his, his age, he's, he's a bit old. Sure, but his work ethic, there's nothing wrong with his work ethic at all. He's a quality player, and he definitely has the mentality. So I think he'll be very interesting to watch after this pandemic. Suarez will be interesting to watch. Um, Griezmann, from what I've seen in videos and, and, and what I've uh, you know read in the papers and stuff, seems to be uh, excited for the return and seems to be ready to face his challenge. And I think, if anything, this pandemic would have relieved some of the stress, especially for the players that just joined the club or just joined any club, really, um, in terms of having to settle in and, and settle down and get to know their teammates and stuff and maybe not having to focus on football every single day of their lives. Well, obviously, they did have to uh, keep their, themselves in shape and, and do some training drills at home, but the pressure is different, and I think that might have helped some of the newer players in different clubs uh, settle in better with their teammates and with their team and maybe even in the city uh, going to supermarkets and stuff like that. So I think I think this pandemic is going to be a very interesting turning point uh, for football at least in terms of how the teams will be. Uh, and another thing to think to consider is that the league season starts, the new league season will start in September and the... Uh, the transfer windows will take place in their usual time frames, which in Spain would be from uh, August, from uh, July to August, to end of August, right? So, considering that the league will have about finished, just finished, at the point where the transfer window starts, and then, according to various, to, to various reports, the Champions League will, have st will start, and so you'll have the Champions League being played as teams are trying to get new players in. Um, and I think that's a very interesting thing to, to see because usually when teams buy players, they'll only be able to they'll be able to use the players right away unless it's midseason, and even then they might be able to use the players in certain competitions, but not in other competitions. And so 
this way I think it's I think I could see that pushing some clubs to maybe not buying players in the summer and then waiting till the winter. Um, but I think, and as I've as as we've mentioned many many times at this point, I think the transfer window this this year this summer I think even maybe this into this whole year until the winter, uh, and even the winter transfer window I think will be heavily influenced by player exchange deals so swap deals, and and I think the way that transfer the transfers will take place and loans will take place will be interesting because you'll see. So many clubs having players that they would like to offload, but because of the pandemic, those players drop in value, and at that point, it just reaches they just reach a value where it's really not worth uh, the club's efforts to sell them, or try as hard to sell them. And maybe even for some clubs that would be interested in buying them prior to the pandemic, at this point, they might go, well, he's not really worth that much. He's not really worth that price tag, and then the players will end, those players will end up staying in their clubs. So. I have a feeling that this transfer window won't have as many uh, as many transfers as many loan maybe more loan deals than transfers arguably uh, which I think is the case for many transfer windows but I think especially this season this uh, in the coming off season I don't think we'll see many transfers um, take place simply because of the financial situation and the in the aftermath that has taken place after the coronavirus pandemic uh, now that being said. Barca do have some very interesting names, and some of them have been rumored to leave the club, such as Iman Rakitic, Arturo Vidal, uh, Artur. And, and I just want to go out and say this, because I do get asked this questions uh, from time to time. I don't see Artur leaving. I genuinely don't. Um, I think for what for, I think he's a, he's a phenomenal player. He has a great talent. He, he's very, very talented, and he obviously wants to succeed. He has a great mentality. And I think his similarities to to previous to former Barcelona Barcelona midfielders as well in itself, and and it being able to utilize that in a fashion in the fashion that he is utilizing it, I think is something very very good for the club, and the way he's the style of the style of play that he has is very reminiscent of, for instance, Xavi. Um, so the things like that, the fact that he just keeps pushing saying he wants to stay at the club. His mother has come out several times at this point saying she wants him. Uh, so, well, saying that he wants to stay, that he's not leaving the club. And um, I just want to clarify that. I don't think he's leaving, uh, despite many, many rumors uh, stating otherwise. Um, some other very uh, interesting names that have popped up are Miralem Pjanic, uh, who, as far as I know, continues to interest Barca. I don't know if their interest has dropped in him a bit after uh, the negotiations haven't really been going as smoothly, I imagine, simply because of the fact that the clubs can't seem to agree on the players that should be included in the deals. Um, but I could see Pjanic coming to Barcelona if... Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say this. For me, based on player profile and also roughly the age gap I think if Pjanic does leave Juventus to join Barcelona I think even Rakitic or Arturo Vidal should go the other way simply because of their profiles are pretty similar in my opinion um, and at least for at least for Rakitic's part Vidal has interested Italy quite uh, for quite some time now and he has played in Juventus before so it wouldn't exactly be a strange move for him I don't think and I think from Barcelona's perspective, um, they would want Pjanic because he's an experienced player, which makes sense because he also still is, he remains a quality player despite 
uh, Maurizio Sarri preferring Rodrigo Bentancur instead. Um, but I, I still think Pjanic is a quality player and I think he still has uh, some to offer. And for me, I don't, th I don't see Artur being the, the player that will go to Juventus as part of that deal. Uh, I, f I think for me it would be, if I had to choose, I would say either if Rakitic, Vidal, um, it's pre it would pretty much be those two for me. It would, it would be one of those two. I, I love what Vidal brings to the table, but he is an old player, and, and Pjanic is an old player too. But if Barcelona really do want to go through with this swap deal, I think it should be one of those two to leave and not players like, uh, like Artur or youngsters. I think that would be a huge mistake to make. Because the, the the youngsters that Barca have in their ranks are some of them are extremely talented. We've seen Ricky Puj time and time again. Um, we've seen Carlos Alenia, who's been doing well with Betis for the time that he's been there. Uh, Todibo has very has been very impressive with Schalke. Uh, continuous situation remains in the air, sort of. Recent recent reports state that uh, Tottenham are very very interested in him and could make a move for him. Um, so. I think Coutinho's situation is going to be very interesting, and it's going to be very interesting to see where he ends up. Because previously, it has been said that Setien would like to play to deploy him in midfield, and then play sort of as sort of uh, an interior role rather than having a than having him out on the wing. And I think I think that could be very interesting to watch with a with a with a coach as as you know intelligent and and, and inventive as Setien is. Um, I think for me. Money aside, I would like to keep. I would like for Barca to keep Coutinho just to see how he would do under a manager that's not Ernesto Valverde. Because we've seen some players that have improved after Valverde left, and some players' roles have have deterred after Valverde left. So obviously, the changes that come as a consequence of the managerial changes, especially coming in mid-season, um, are huge for some players and might not make a very big difference for others. But I think Coutinho could, I, I still think Coutinho has a role to play in Barcelona. I don't think his time is over with Barca yet, but if Spurs really do come in with an offer and the offer appeals to Barca, I, I definitely could see him letting letting go of him. Um, and we've seen with Bayern Munich, he did hit the ground, he did hit the ground running, but since then his form kind of uh, took a hit and, he just hasn't really shown that form that he showed with Liverpool, and understandably so, because once you get to a point where you get played out of your natural position, and you're not doing well, you're continuously just not doing well, and you try to, to change it, and it's not working, and you start losing confidence, and then once you get deployed in your actual, in, in a role that's very similar to the role that you usually naturally would play, you've lost all confidence at that point anyways. So then once you get a move to, to another club, with Bayern giving him the legendary number 10 previously won by Arjen Robben, while that is a testament to their the belief the belief and the faith that they have in him, it's, it also puts pressure on his back. And, of course, as a professional, from a standpoint, you should be able to handle that pressure playing for a top club. But I think Coutinho, I think Coutinho should aim for a bit lower of a move to, to a bit, you know, a, a club of, of less prominence, just to kind of not have the same pressure on him, because I think that's what he needs at this point. If if he won't if he doesn't succeed at Barca if he doesn't stay with Barca uh, after the off season, I think you should go to a club where the pressure won't be as big on him, um, and I think that would help him revive his career because he is a quality player. When all is said and done, he is a quality player, and he has plenty to offer. Barcelona just hasn't been the right move for him, and hopefully, Setien can help rectify that.
Okay. Um, Ezra Lautaro and Neymar, because those are th those are names that are thrown around a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, as for those two, I think for Barca, uh, realistically, I think it will be one or the other. I don't see them being able to go for both, unless they completely discard any other target they may have for the transfer window. Um, from what I can tell, it seems like Lautaro is their priority right now, All, partly because of his, his age, and also because they know that Inter have this release clause set on him, which, as admitted to by their CEO, runs out in uh, on June 7th, uh, July 7th, sorry. So, you know, if they want to buy him through the release clause, they have to act fast, but they don't want to buy him through the release clause because it's a very high fee to pay, especially after the pandemic. So they're trying to negotiate with Inter and trying to get them to agree to a player exchange deal where a player or two are included in that deal plus some money Inter's way rather than just paying them a, a, a huge sum. Um, so as far as I know and my personal opinion, I think Lautaro is Barca's priority at the moment. I still think they have Neymar, his name wobbling in the back of their head, but I think right now Lautaro is their priority. And understandably, understandably so, because of his age and because of how impressive his form has been. Not to say that that hasn't been the case for Neymar, but a player of Lautaro's age, only 22 years old, can be a huge purchase for any club in the world. And I know that some of you might argue that there are better talents out there, or better players out there, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I, I think I, I, It definitely seems like Barca are very interested in Lautaro, and I, I don't think... That Barca's interest in Neymar has just completely been diminished just yet. I think they are still interested, but obviously their focus is shifting to the club that they can talk to, which is Inter. So that's uh, that's what's going on right now. And um, what I am going to try and do with this podcast going forward, so I'm going to try to keep these episodes around half an hour long. And um, on that note, we'll move on to some questions. Now, please do keep in mind that these questions are from, respectively, <clears throat> January 28th of this year and March 20th of this year. And that's mainly because I have not gotten a lot of questions uh, that I thought would be very interesting to answer. Not to say that your questions aren't interesting, but what I'm trying to say is we need more questions. And I imagine that as this podcast you know, goes up consistently again, I'll start receiving more questions. So, on that note... It's question time. So, uh, question number one comes from Subash on Twitter. His at his uh, Twitter handle is Leo. I believe, and you may correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that you meant yeah, Leo my goat with the my spelled with an I instead. And um, he had a couple of points uh, for me to talk about. I'm gonna just pick a few. Uh, the nine we want, as he says, is something I've already covered. <coughs> Roughly, Sergio Roberto as a center back. I think that could be interesting um, because he is a very versatile player. He is. I don't know how well he'd do as a center back, but I think it could be an interesting approach if Barca get to a point where they have to rest their center backs and their backup center backs are injured. I think that could be an interesting thing to uh, to watch. And maybe, hey, Wender Setien, we might see him experiment with that at some point against a lower league team, maybe. So uh, that's going to be, that would be interesting. Um, Usman Dembele under Setien. Uh, I believe I've already voiced my opinion on this before, but I will say this. I think, I think Dembele under Setien can be very, very, very good. Uh, and 
Dembele's attitude has clearly shifted from, <clears throat> objectively speaking, maybe rather nonchalant or unprofessional to a player who seems to genuinely care and genuinely want to succeed at Barca. So I think under Setien, if he can manage to stay fit and healthy, I think he can be a very, very good asset for Barcelona. No doubt about that. <clears throat> about uh, another question that he says is the defender that we need to buy and why our, so Barca's defense, crumbles in pressure situations and in away games. Um, for me, I've heard the name Dayotu Pamecano a lot, and I think that could be an interesting purchase. Um, I think, and I know some people might disagree with this, I think Todibo can be a great asset for Barcelona in defense. A great asset. And I, and I will still stand by that. I think he's a really solid defender. I think he's a really talented player. Versatile, clearly. He When he played as a defensive midfielder for Barca, um, he has some great ball-carrying abilities. He knows how to move. He knows how to position himself properly. He knows how to make the tackles. He know, he's comfortable on the ball. I think he pretty much embodies what Barcelona would look for in a defender. And I can't for the life of me figure out why Barca would want to sell him. Um, so I hope that he stays with Barca and I hope that he becomes a valid, very valuable asset because he is a very, very talented player. Uh, Piquet's and Suarez's future. Suarez, I think, I think will stay at Barca. Uh, I think he will stay for around two years more. Uh, and I think at that point, if he does move from Barca, I think he would go to the MLS. Uh, that's just my opinion. PK, I think, will slowly have a less prominent role, just gradually have his role decrease in the team. And if you ask me, I couldn't, I can't, I think he'd either retire at Barca, which I think is very likely, or if he still feels like he has some years in him, maybe go to Manchester United and finish off what he started. Suitable candidates are right back. I'm just going to throw some quick names here. Uh, Serginho Dest, I would say, is a, good, is a good option. For me, I think Semedo is a good right back. I think he should stay with Barca. But if he does leave, I would like to see Hawkins still under... Uh, under Setiana, I think that would be interesting. So, that is uh, a couple of questions from Subas. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for submitting them. Uh, last one is by Ayush Basu, talking about if I think Neymar can play as a pure left winger, or is someone like Sane or Sancho a better choice in the summer for Barcelona? I still I think Neymar is a very, very high-quality player. And I think, even though now, at this point in Paris, he has more of a 10 role, so more of an attacking midfielder role. I still think he can play as a as a very ex, as a pretty excellent uh, left winger for Barca, even though he's not showing it right now. And again, I don't uh, I don't know if Barca will go for him. I imagine if Sane does leave City, I imagine he would leave to uh, Manchester. Uh, sorry, not to Manchester, from Manchester to Bayern. Uh, as for Sancho, I think it's pretty much it's no one really knows where he's going to end up at this point. But uh, I think he would be pretty expensive for Barca to get in the summer. Uh, not to say Neymar wouldn't be, but the difference is Neymar proved himself for Barca and has proved himself for Paris. Sané has been pretty plagued by injuries recently, even though he is a very much quality player. Sancho has lit up the Bundesliga, so definitely would not be a risk, um, but would be a very rewarding uh, transfer for any club. I just don't think at this point, given what we've heard and read, I, I, I don't think Sancho could go to Barca at this point. I think the talk of him moving to England is... I imagine that that's where his his head is. Is that he if he does move, he would move to England. He wouldn't go to Spain. Um, so yes, I think Neymar could still play as a pure left winger. That being said, if you guys would like us uh, would like for me to answer your questions, if you guys would like to ask me any questions or whoever guests on the podcast, use the hashtag TDSH. 
Pod. So the Driven Shot Podcast. If you want to ask me any questions for the podcast, use the hashtag TDSH Pod. That being said, thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode. I hope this was a an informative podcast. I hope this was a fun, entertaining podcast. And I hope you got what you were hoping to get out of it. So that being said, I hope you have a great day or night or afternoon, wherever you may be. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your continued support. We've also partnered up with Sporty to be able to offer you more merchandise. So as you already know, we have the, the t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, we have hoodies, and we have backpacks. But now we also have Bluetooth phone conduction speakers and a very nice smartwatch. So if you would like to get any of these, head on to blogonogram.com shop. All the links will be in the description below and copy yourself some merch. Use code TDSPOD for a 15% discount on the entirety of your order. So what are you waiting for? Go over and get some and let us know your experience with it. If you're all listening to this and you would like to buy merchandise from us, use the coupon code uh, TDSPOD on checkout for 15% off on your entire order. So yeah, what are you waiting for? Go get some. Uh, this is one of them. It's a limited edition one for uh, to celebrate the arrival of 2020. Um, which has been a very dark year since then. But if you would like to have uh, this, to- this, uh, this, if you'd like to have merch like this, or a sweatshirt, or a hoodie, or a backpack, do check out blogronogram.com/shop. All the links that I've mentioned will be in the description below on whatever platform you may be on. On that note, thank you very much for watching or streaming this. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day and peace out. My name is Phil Shane. And you've been listening to the Driven Shot Podcast, hosted by Omar Hawash and the Blaugranogram News Outlet. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.